0: Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today's show, hot topic. We're gonna talk about CBD oil. I can't tell you how many questions I get about CBD oil. Does it work? How does it work? Why does it work? What type is there? So we're gonna cover a lot of different things today about CBD oil and try to dispel a lot of the myths that are out there. Now in our office, we're gonna be carrying CBD oil. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, we have that right there, and I know it's a good quality product because that's what people always say, when you get a good quality product, go to drjoe.com and it's right there. Now, marijuana and hemp, these are two different things. They both come from something called the cannabis uh, sativa family, but they're very different. Marijuana is bushier with broader leaves, and hemp is leaner with shinier leaves. So it's, it's, it's similar, but it's not exactly the same. Its differences in their chemical composition is what really sets them apart. Although more than 100 chemicals called cannabinoids are found in cannabis. That's pot. uh, But the amount of these cannabinoids differs dramatically between hemp and marijuana. So there's the marijuana plant, there's the hemp plant, and everybody says it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. This is why we have to make sure this is clear. Now, marijuana's most common cannabinoid, this is a chemical, is called THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. The chemical, uh, can, uh, the chemical cannabinoid associated with plant psychoactive effect. So when you take, when you have pot put into your body, it has a psychoactive effect. That's the THC. Now there's different types of cannabinoids. Remember this. In marijuana, THC levels can reach 30% depending on a strain. So there's different strains with different potencies. But the THC levels in hemp is less than 0.3%. So 30% THC versus 0.3%. So the hemp does have a little THC in it, very little, but it's there. Low levels of THC in hemp mean that, unlike marijuana, it's been used for industrial purposes. Hemp's rapid growth and strong fibers make it ideal for crafting things like rope, cloth, sails, paper. So hemp has a lot of commercial uses. Now, it does have a little THC, remember that, 0.3%. Now, although hemp isn't going to get you high, it does contain significant amounts of other cannabinoids, one of them specifically being called CBD, cannabidiol. Now, it's the interaction between the receptors in the central nervous system and the immune system that offer medicinal benefits, making the hemp, remember not the pot, the hemp CBD concentrates as a popular ingredient. So both CBD and THC, remember THC is the part of the marijuana that gets you high, have the exact molecular structure. 21 carbon atoms, 30 hydrogen atoms, and 2 oxygen atoms. The slight difference in how the atoms are arranged for the differing effects on the body is why they're different. Both CBD and THC are chemically similar to your body's own endocannabinoids. We're going to talk about what an endocannabinoid is. And this allows them to interact with your cannabinoid receptors. So in your body, let's say I put vitamin D in your body. Vitamin D goes into the body, and vitamin D is absorbed at a vitamin D receptor. So it's kind of like a, like in Star Trek, a docking station. The small ship goes into the big ship. So you have docking stations for your endocannabinoids. I don't, and, and I'm going to explain why it's called cannabinoids in just a second. I don't like the name. I'm going to tell you why in a second. So let's talk a little bit about the endocannabinoid system and exactly how it works. So this is a simple guide to the endocannabinoid system, the system in the body we just discovered a few years ago. So the endocannabinoid system is a complex cell signaling system. It was identified in the early 1990s by researchers exploring THC. They wanted to know why THC got you high. So THC is a well-known cannabinoid. Remember, cannabinoid is a general term, like car. Car is a general term, and there's different types of cars. There's Ford, there's Chevy, there's trucks, there's uh, uh, motorcycles. Uh, but there's, cannabinoid is just a general term meaning there's other cannabinoids underneath that, uh, that, 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 that listing. Cannabinoids are compounds found in cannabis. Now, they're also found in many other plants. So let me, get, let me make sure you're clear on this. These chemicals were discovered when it, a scientist was researching THC, which is the cannabinoid in marijuana that gets you high. So researchers found it while I was this, uh, searching THC, so they said, we're going to call it cannabinoids after cannabis. That's how it was discovered. But your body has this system in it. I wish it was called something different because you always associate cannabinoids with pot. It has this system that activates or suppresses different cells. And that's how cannabinoids work. And you have endocannabinoids, we're going to discuss in a second, inside your body, and then you can put them from an outside source as well, like CBD oil. So experts are still trying to fully understand the endocannabinoid system. So probably in a year or five years from now, we're going to do another show, and we're going to have a lot more information. But right now, this is the information that's available. So far, we know it plays a role in regulating a range of functions. It helps with sleep. It helps with this the, the cannabinoids. Sleep, mood, appetite, memory, reproductive, fertility. So the endocannabinoid system, endo means inside, endocannabinoid system exists and is active in your body even if you don't use cannabis. That's why I don't like the name, because you have this system in your body. It's working right now. You have these chemicals, but we call them cannabinoids because of when they were found in research. So how does it work? The endocannabinoid system involves three core components, endocannabinoid receptors and enzymes. So endocannabinoids, the receptors, and the enzymes are the three things that make this thing work. Endocannabinoids, let's talk about this, also called endogenous cannabinoids. Again, cannabinoid is a chemical. Endogenous means it's inside your body. And the molecules are made up in your body, and they're similar to cannabinoids, but they're produced by your body, as opposed to getting from an outside source. Experts have identified two key cannabinoids so far. Anatomide, it's called AAEA, and another one is called 2AG. So these are the receptor sites. Following, I know it gets a little confusing here. These help keep the internal functions running smoothly. You have them in your body. They're working way before we ever discovered that they were called cannabinoids. Your body produces them as needed. So it's hard to measure the levels because they change constantly. Depends what you need them for. So the endocannabinoid receptors, the place where we absorb these cannabinoids, uh, are found throughout the body. Endocannabinoids bind to them. The chemicals bind to the receptors in order to signal the endocannabinoid system and it tells it to take an action. Now there's two types of receptors. Following? CB1. These are receptors which are found mostly in the central nervous system, that's the spine and the brain. CB2 receptors are found mostly in your peripheral nervous system, which is everything outside the brain and spinal cord. They're especially found in the immune cells, and endocannabinoids can bind to either one of these receptors. The effects that result depend on where the receptor is located and which endocannabinoid it binds to. So get a little complicated, right? You have different cannabinoids, endocannabinoids, or cannabinoids are the chemicals, and then you have the receptors where they bind. Some are in the brain and nervous system, some are outside the brain and spinal cord. So endocannabinoids might target a CB1 receptor in the spinal or nerve area and relieve pain. Other ones might bind to CB2 receptors in your immune cells, and that signals your body uh, when it's experiencing uh, inflammation to reduce the inflammation. And it's also co- a common sign of autoimmune disorders when the immune system is out of whack. Enzymes, we talked about endocannabinoid. Enzymes are responsible for breaking down the endocannabinoids once they carry out their function. So an endocannabinoid is released, it goes to receptor site, it does its job, and the enzymes break them down so they stop working. So there's two types of enzymes. One is a fatty acid, which breaks down the, uh, the AEA. And the other one uh, typically breaks down the 2-AG. I know it's getting a little confusing. Just play along. Now, if you want to hear the show again, it's on our website, drjoe.com. And we have audio and video. And so you might want to listen to this again because, again, this is new research, things you've never heard of before. But as a chiropractor, my job is to get you well and keep you well the best we possibly can. And so CBD oil comes up very often when people say, well, Dr. Joe, can it help with pain? And the answer is... Probably, because it binds to the receptor sites in the brain and spinal cord and then calms them down. There's a lot of chemicals in the body that calm things down. In the brain, you have uh, chemicals that suppress other chemicals. So the body is really complex. And so we we can have these uh, things called uh, GABA, for example. GABA is a neurotransmitter that suppresses pain. The endocannabinoid system, endo meaning inside, cannabinoid meaning chemicals, the endocannabinoid system can help suppress pain as well. And it can also work on other functions like we talked about. So what are its functions? The endocannabinoid system is complicated. Most experts haven't even determined exactly how it works or all of its potential functions. So links to uh, endocannabinoid system can affect, uh, can affect things like appetite, digestion, metabolism, chronic pain, inflammation, immune responses, mood, uh, learning, memory, motor control, sleep cardiovascular function, muscle formation, bone remodeling, liver function, reproductive system, stress, uh, skin and nerve function. All of these, we believe, are under control of the endocannabinoid system. And your body, again, is producing cannabinoids, these chemicals. There's over 100 of them that we know of so far, and it's producing them all the time. Now we get them from an outside source, like CBD oil, like THC. It's one type of uh, a cannabinoid and it gets into the body, activates these receptor sites, and they control these different functions. So these functions all contribute to something called homeostasis. Homeostasis refers to the stability of the internal environment. It's making things balanced in the body. So for example, if an outside force such as pain or injury or fever kicks in, it throws off the homeostasis. Things aren't balanced. Your endocannabinoid system kicks in and helps your body return to its ideal operation. So experts believe that maintaining homeostasis is the primary role of the endocannabinoid system, keeping the body normal. Once again, if you're just joining us, I don't like the name cannabinoid system. I wish it had a different name because we always associate it then with cannabis. But it was discovered when scientists were researching how THC, a cannabinoid, affected the brain and affected the body, why you got high from it. And in the process, they discovered this whole new system, which is the body is amazing. We've been researching the body since the beginning of time, and we still find new things. Chemically, anatomically, just recently we found a new muscle. You would think with all the surgeries and all the dissections and everything that's gone on since uh, Leonardo da Vinci going into the catacombs and cutting open cadavers to study them, that we would have found everything. We haven't. So this new cannabinoid system is pretty exciting, but I want you to understand something about it. If we take cannabinoids to alter the system, it's treating the symptoms, not necessarily treating the cause. Now, if you've listened to my shows before, you know my goal. My goal is to get you well and keep you well by treating the cause of your problems, not just treating the symptoms. So I don't want you to think that the THC or the CBD oil is going to be the end-all, be-all. It's great. I'm excited about the new research that's out there. But... Use it cautiously, and don't expect that if you're going to take this and it helps the problem, that the problem is solved. It's just treating the symptom, not getting to the cause. And that's why when patients come to our offices in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge, we try to get to the cause of your healthcare problem. Is it a digestive issue? Is it a pinched nerve? Is it an inflammatory reaction? Is it a nutrition issue? And then, hopefully, you don't need to take medications or CBD oil or THC because we're getting the body functioning normally. So again, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying just use it cautiously. When does THC interact with the endocannabinoid system, and how does that work? So THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, that's the one that gets you high, is, one of the ma- is the main cannabinoid found in cannabis. It's found in pot. This compound is the one that gets you high. So once it's in your body, THC interacts with your endocannabinoid system by binding to receptor sites, just like all other endocannabinoids. It's powerful because it can bind to both the CB1 which are the ones in your brain and spinal cord, and the CB2, which are outside the brain and spinal cord, it can bind to both of those receptors. It allows it to have a wide range of effects on your body and your mind. Some more desirable, some less desirable. For example, THC might reduce pain and stimulate your appetite, but it can also cause paranoia and anxiety. Experts are currently looking into ways to produce a synthetic THC cannabinoid that interact with the endocannabinoid system only in beneficial ways. Right now, the natural THC that we find in pot is affecting all the, all the receptor sites, inside and outside the spinal cord, and that's why it's having positive and negative effects. So how does CBD interact with uh, endocannabinoid system? C- again, CBD found in hemp, THC found in pot. The other major cannabinoid found in cannabis is cannabidiol, CBD. So CBD is found in hemp and pot, uh, uh, yeah, is found in hemp and pot, Uh, THC is mostly found in pot. So unlike THC, CBD doesn't make you high. And it typically doesn't cause negative side effects. That's why the excitement about the CBD oil. The THC is more powerful, has negative side effects. CBD a little less powerful, but mostly positive side effects. So again, experts aren't completely sure how CBD interacts with the body. But they do know that it doesn't bind... To CBD or CB, CB1 or CB2 receptors in the way that THC does. So remember, THC binds directly with the receptors. CBD, it's believed, it works by preventing endocannabinoids from being broken down. Now, if you've ever heard of medications that people take for uh, uh, anxiety or attention deficit disorder, they're called specific serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And it goes into the brain and it prevents serotonin from being broken down. It makes the serotonin live longer, so it can affect the brain, and serotonin is the neurotransmitter that makes you happy. So it doesn't really give you serotonin. It keeps a little bit of serotonin that you have around a little longer. We now believe that that's how CBD oil works. It allows the endocannabinoids in your body to live longer. So others believe that CBD binds the receptor, but that hasn't been discovered yet. So right now, The general consensus is it blocks the enzyme that breaks down the cannabinoids in your body so that the cannabinoids can live longer and do their job longer. So while the details on how it works are still under debate, research suggests that CBD can help with things like pain, nausea, other symptoms associated with multiple conditions. What about endocannabinoid deficiency? These chemicals in our bodies called endocannabinoids, could we just be deficient in them? Some experts believe that theory is known as clinical endocannabinoid deficiency and this theory suggests that low endocannabinoid levels, chemicals in your body, uh, or or the uh, uh, endocannabinoid system dysfunction can contribute to development of certain conditions. So you don't have enough of the endocannabinoids or your body's not using them properly. All right, makes sense. We've heard this before in other areas of the body. So what do we do about this? So we reviewed research for over 10 years on the subject. And it suggests the theory that could explain why people develop things like migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia. I'm not necessarily agreeing with this research. Because I've been studying chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, nutrition for 30 plus years. And we know that if we get people into chiropractic care, many of those problems, fibromyalgia, headaches, migraines, can be dealt with by unpinching the nerves. By getting the body alkalized, most of us have a bad diet and we put bad chemicals in our body. And so if we stop putting the bad chemicals in, we get people on good supplements. I can't tell you how many people say to me, Dr. Joe, I'm amazed when I take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, how powerful that stuff is, how good I feel when I take it. So many times when you have symptoms like headaches or fibromyalgia or irritable bowel syndrome, it's something you're doing. You may have a pinched nerve. You may have um, uh, chemicals in your body that are off. And when we fix that, many people get great results. Not everyone. This is why I say when it comes to health problems, you want to look at chiropractic as your entry level for health problems, whether it's pain. Chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. It's pretty simple. There's no question about that. Everyone agrees to that. Chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment when it comes to pain. Digestive issues, nutritional deficiencies. People come to our office from all over the world to be treated. And so we try to get to the cause of their problem. Now, sometimes we need to go a step further. Not often, but sometimes. This is where I feel combining things like CBD with chiropractic care, with good diet, with good supplements, things like Dr. Joe's Supergreens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, that's where we're going to see the benefits. I don't want you thinking that CBD oil is the end-all be-all. I'm going to take CBD and it's going to solve all my problems. No, it's treating the symptom, not the cause. And I believe CBD is part of a good treatment plan, but it's not the treatment plan. And there's different types of CBD. There's CBD isolate, there's CBD full spectrum, and there's CBD broad spectrum. So let me explain each one of these because people say, well, Dr. Joe, what kind do I need to take? Well, on our website, drjoe.com, we have a broad spectrum CBD oil, organic. It's got to be organic when you buy CBD oil, make sure. So don't go into a gas station and say, oh, CBD oil, this is great. Not a good idea. Uh, I've seen coffee shops. I have a shot of CBD with your coffee. Well, that's totally stupid because CBD is broken down if anything's above 121 degrees Fahrenheit and it becomes a peroxide and it becomes dangerous. So putting a CBD shot in your coffee, not a good idea. So it's got to be organic. Now, there's again, there's isolate, there's broad spectrum, and there's full spectrum. Broad spectrum is what you're looking for. So if you're checking out CBD oil products and labels recently, you've probably noticed that some say CBD isolate, others say full spectrum, others say broad spectrum. So what's the difference of the three? CBD isolate means the cannabidiol products, the the, the CBD in there, and there's over 100 types of, of cannabidiols in there, contain only CBD and no other cannabis compounds. It's been processed further than whole hemp extract, so further than broad spectrum, and isolating CBD to create a purified form of the compound. So it's just one thing, isolated. Broad spectrum is they take the THC out, and then what's left are all the other cannabinoids. That's the one I recommend. Full spectrum includes CBD, all the other compounds found in the plant, and it also means that it has amounts of THC in it. So, broad spectrum, better. Full spectrum has the THC in it. I don't like this because some people are going to be more reactive to the THC than others. And if you get pulled over by the cops and you're taking full spectrum and they do a test on you and it comes up positive, they can say you're positive for smoking pot or having a marijuana in your body. Some areas, I know in Georgia certainly, some areas have said we can't arrest people anymore anymore. Because if we do a test on them and it comes up positive for THC, they can just say, well, I did CBD. I didn't do pot. So the cops are like, well, we have no way of proving that. So they're throwing out those cases. Okay, that's that's a legal point there. Now, broad spectrum might have a little bit of THC in it. But the full spectrum has up to 0.3%. Now, terpenes, these are chemicals which give the plant the smell and the flavor that it has, are also found in full spectrum, along with things like essential oils. They're all present. CBD isolates used to be touted for their purity, but as more research is conducted, initial findings indicate that full spectrum CBD or broad spectrum have greater potential because they work in conjunction with each other. Compounds found naturally in hemp or cannabis have a compounding effect when they're used in combination. CBD products in the CBD industry are booming And a lot of new products are hitting the market. You've got to know what you're buying. This means consumers have a lot to choose from, but can also add to the confusion. So here's a simple rundown of CBD products that are available. Of course, always discuss CBD uses with your healthcare professional, and don't use any products that are outside their recommended dosages. Because I want you to make sure you're taking taking it the way you're supposed to. Once again, full spectrum, CBD oil has some THC in it. Broad spectrum, the THC is taken out. It still might have a little bit. Isolate, I don't recommend it. It's not going to give you anything, really. It might give you a little bit of effect, but the things work synergistically in life. And that's how the body works. You can't just affect one thing in the body, ever, under any circumstances. So you can't say, well, I have, I don't know, an iron deficiency. I'm just going to take iron. Well, you can do that, but you also have to be able to absorb the iron. You have to have vitamin C in order to absorb the iron. So there's a synergistic effect. And if the vitamin C is not a a, a whole vitamin C, you may not be getting the full effects. So you want to make sure it's a pure vitamin C and not just a fragment of it, like ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is only one eighth of the vitamin C molecule. So things work together synergistically. And that's why we're finding with the CBD, the full spectrum or the broad spectrum, I like the broad spectrum better, is the best choice. Because it's going to give you the new, it's going to have the effect that you need without any of the downside. And that's what we try to do in everything we do, get you all the benefits with very little side effects. Same through chiropractic, when patients come into our offices, there's many chiropractic techniques that we can use on a patient. We try to find a technique and the doctor, we have multiple doctors, that work best with the patient. We've had patients come in and say, well, Dr. Joe, I really like Dr. X, but I'm seeing Dr. Y, can I switch? Absolutely, we all work for the same company. So we're trying to get the best treatment available possible. And what I've learned in 30 years, 30 plus years of of seeing patients, almost 35 years, the three things that work best in getting well, normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. Those are the three things that you have to have working synergistically in order to get the best effects. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, folks, it's probably a chiropractic case. Not always. Surgeon friends of mine, I have a lot of surgeons I work with, they say that 15% of the patients that come in their office need surgery. The other 85% don't need surgery. What do they need? Chiropractic care, good nutrition, fix their diet. So start with the most conservative approach, chiropractic care. Supplement-wise, I'd recommend the minimum, Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Those are the minimum supplements you should take every day. They're on the website, drjoe.com. And then we can add things like CBD oil, which is also on the website, drjoe.com. And then we may add other supplements. In the winter, I recommend vitamin D. In the summer, I recommend getting outside, so you don't need the vitamin D. We might recommend hormone-balancing supplements. right? might recommend adrenal support. So we need to find out what you specifically need, but generally speaking, supergreen is an essential source for most people is a good start. Chiropractic care, of course. If you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged, you probably need chiropractic care. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, just go to our website, make an appointment right now, drjoe.com, drjo I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll get you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wSbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.